This is Fortify, the podcast where you will learn tips and ideas to help you fortify yourself, your family, and others within your reach. I am your host, Shannon Foster. Hello. It is good to be here with you. I am Shannon Foster. I have been behind the scenes at the Redheaded Hostess for 10 years, and I prefer to be behind the scenes, honestly. And there have recently been some things that have pushed me outward a little more from my hiding spots. And this is not yet a comfortable place for me, but I have learned that that is not an adequate reason not to do something. I have learned from men and women far greater than me that feeling hesitant is just part of the program. I always tell my kids that when they feel nervous, butterflies in their stomach, that means something good is about to happen. And just a couple months ago, I went to speak publicly for the first time in a while because of COVID. It had been quite a while and I was really starting to feel the nerves. And so I made my daughter come with me and I put her in the car and I just let her see how nervous I was because I wanted her to see me stand up despite my nerves. And you know, the hardest part is always before, but it is so easy to keep ourselves from doing important things because we get stuck in the before nerves. So here I am speaking into a microphone and I just want to ask you, what is your microphone? What is your next thing? What does God want you to do? Because we all need each other right now. So what is your thing? You may have something come into your mind right now, or it may take a little while, but if you start asking, the Lord will stretch you. And we all need each other to be stretched. We are living in the last days and we all need each other's spiritual gifts. So for 10 years, I've been running the Redheaded Hostess. And maybe I'll do a podcast in the future on how we got started doing this. But we specialize and have this complete focus on helping you teach the gospel in your home. And because of that, I hear from mothers, fathers, teachers, grandparents, men, women, teenagers. I hear I hear it all. And when it comes to teaching the gospel, I hear your highs and lows, your successes, your failures, your worries, hopes. I've heard stories I'll never forget. And because of that, I feel like I have a pretty good pulse of what many people are searching for when it comes to teaching the gospel in their homes. And I've heard from so many of you for so long that it started me on this journey recently to really try to figure out how to help you. And I'll get more into that in the future. But I gathered my team together and I was like, okay, with all of our experience, let's just push it even further and figure out what is it that really makes a difference in teaching the gospel? Like what are, what works the very best? And so we started researching and And what we found is so enlightening and has changed how I teach in my home. So I started teaching seminary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints when I was 22 years old, and I taught for 13 years. And then I retired when I had my first child. And when I started, I was really young and inexperienced in teaching and also in gospel knowledge. I think I was just totally average in what I knew at that age, I, I knew some things and I didn't know most things I feel like. And at the time 
I felt totally inadequate. Like I remember when I got the phone call that I got hired and I was like, are you sure you have the right person? And what I've learned though, that even though I felt inadequate at the time, I was not inadequate. I know now that I was not inadequate, even though I felt that way, I was just inexperienced. And that is a really important distinction. I learned that I had the capacity and I really want you to know that you have the capacity. So the thing is, I'm actually really glad I had those feelings. The process I went through from then until now, and I'm still going through, has given me an understanding that sometimes I feel like I just need to shout from the rooftops that you have the capacity to be a great gospel teacher because that is something I hear a lot. I hear a lot of mothers and teachers expressing doubt that they can really teach the scriptures in their home with power. And sometimes they think, oh, it's best left to the professionals. And I want to be very clear. It is not. You are the ideal teacher for your own children. If you're thinking to yourself, I have a hard time understanding the scriptures. So did I. If you're saying, I can't keep the storyline straight, neither could I. If you're thinking that you read the scriptures and then forget what you studied, so did I. And not only that, all of those feelings and the things that are causing us to feel inadequate are things that your children are most likely to experience themselves. They will likely have those same concerns And you can be the living, breathing example of how to get from here to there. As you progress to that journey, they will witness for themselves how to go on that journey too. In fact, going through this journey can be kind of like your superpower because you have felt that way. You will have empathy and understanding for others and be able to lead them through their own inadequate feelings. But you can be this beacon saying this way. And you can be that for your children. Some of you have probably already worked through some of these feelings and worked is a really good word for it because it's not a simple process that will just happen. And some of you may be right at the beginning of the journey. And that is great. I think we can all help each other. So let's get started. I'm going to start with something I'll refer back to over and over and over again through the next several episodes. And I wanted this to be the focus of this first episode. So I have created some images that I have in my mind that really keep me motivated when it comes to teaching my children the gospel. And because we all know that it is work and we need things that keep us going and keep us on track. And so there's a number of images that I have created that really work. And so for the first three episodes, I'll be going over these images. And then on the fourth and fifth episodes, we'll be talking about how some really good tips on how to teach the gospel in a variety of ways in the home. But don't skip the first three and go straight to the how. I think we often tend to do that because the motivation is kind of like what will make or break it. So, and I'll be referring to the first three episodes constantly. Okay, so the first image I want to talk about is an image I have in my mind when I think of my children, and it is of a wall. Imagine a wall like the wall that surrounds Jerusalem or the wall that Captain Moroni had built around the Nephite cities. Those walls were really critical for their security. 
Enemies could not just walk right into the city, but they were met by these enormous walls. And if you plan on going to Jerusalem in the near future, you may want to make it a point to stand at the walls and look up and imagine trying to get over it. It took entire armies to try to get past those walls. Armies would camp outside and come up with plans to try to get past them. And sometimes they're out there for a long time. Now think of those walls and think of the word fortify. The word fortify means to strengthen against any attack. Those walls needed to be strengthened everywhere. If there was one side that wasn't sufficiently fortified, that is where the army would focus their efforts. So there are, those enormous walls were built one stone at a time. You've all carried rocks before and you know how dense and heavy they are. Imagine building an entire wall of large stones. Each stone would have taken a lot of skill, a lot of effort, a lot of energy, a lot of muscle. And then they would have to go to the quarry to carve it out of the mountain. And then they'd haul it to the proper location at the wall and then shape it and then place it. And this is all without backhoes and cranes to help with the heavy lifting. And that is how those walls were built one stone at a time. And it would have been through storms, through blisters, through broken tools, through discouragement. So I picture my children and I literally imagine a growing wall around them, like the wall around Jerusalem. It's my way of assessing how fortified they're becoming at their age and at their stage of learning. And it's just this natural reminder of how critical it is. Like you can't not have a wall around a city. And so I just imagine this wall growing around them and it motivates me because I can't stop building that wall. And listen, I know that I'm known for creating study and teaching helps for families, but I also know how hard it is to stay on track. And I know that there are a million things that can get in our way and throw us off track and pop up out of nowhere. And I know it's so easy that it can just get away from you sometimes. It's just this constant and evolving process, but that is part of the program and that is part of creating a wall. I will share more in later episodes, specific things I do, but one thing I never stop doing is taking my eye off of the wall. I never say it's time to take a break from fortifying. President Nelson said in April, 2018 general conference, and you can just think how much has happened since then. He, I'm going to read you a quote and I just want you to know that this quote has been re-quoted several times, two times in general conference since then. And then I just watched a panel with Elder Oaks and he quoted the same quote. So that's just a lot of witnesses behind this quote. And he said, in coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. There's another talk by President Faust that you may want to study. In fact, it is referenced in the show notes for you. We created a file in the show notes that you can just print off and it will cover the first five episodes. But this talk is called The Great Imitator. And President Faust talks about how we will witness increasing evidence of Satan's power as the kingdom of God grows stronger. And in that talk, he said something that really stuck with me. 
He quoted the president of the Guatemala City Temple when he said, the devil is not smart because he's the devil. He is smart because he is old. I'm going to say that again. The devil is not smart because he is the devil. He is smart because he is old. That has stuck with me so much. If you think about how much practice Satan has had destroying civilizations, families, individuals. Now we are in the last days and he has had a lot of practice. And we would be naive to think that we can casually build a wall especially when prophets are warning us to be prepared for what is coming. Here is something I want to make sure I say loud and clear. When it comes to teaching children, there is no one better than their actual parents. And then other family members come closely after that. You will never meet a seminary teacher who thinks that their classroom is the place where your child will be sufficiently taught. Even if they are the best teacher in the whole world, They are only assisting you, and it is wonderful to be surrounded with people who are assisting you. But you know your child better than anyone. You love them. You can read their body language, and the Spirit can and will guide you. It doesn't matter if you are trained or if you are a scriptorian. It is you the Lord has given the charge to. And He would not charge you with something you are not capable of doing. You are the best person to help your children build that wall. And not just a wall that protects them from all the evils that will come at them, but also to make them strong so they can fulfill the work that God has for them. Okay, so this is the introduction. The next episodes will lay out a lot more. The next two episodes are really important and and we'll be talking about some things that has changed how I teach my children in my own home. There there are some how-tos, but that will mostly come in episode four. So... Um, one tip I give you before I close this episode is to pay attention to things that inspire you and light a fire within you. We all have ups and downs and there are times when you may need that fire lit again. So if there's something that does that, make note of it so you can return to it later when you need it, because the walls are too important. We can't lose our steam and stay there. We need to get up and try again. Okay. See you in the next episode.